It is one of those Sundays where you get me for everything. Um, we did not sing Jared by everything, but um, we're going to be uh, having to listen to me this morning. Um, if you've been here over the last year, uh, then you know when I've had the opportunity to preach, we've been going through a series entitled Cross and Culture, addressing um, issues that are prevalent in our culture, things that we are dealing with as a society that we're talking about, that are being debated on the news and, and in movies and, and whatever else, um, things that are being put forth in our culture. And the culture has a message that is preaching. And Christians need to know how we are to counter the culture with our Bible, with the authority of Scripture. And so we are um, looking at different issues. We've looked at homosexuality, transgender issues. We've looked at religious liberty um, and racism. We've looked at all these issues from a biblical worldview and a biblical perspective to find out what God has to say about these things. Because if the Word of God really contains everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness, then we can go to it for wisdom in all areas of life, in all aspects of life. So this morning, um, we're going to continue that series. Um, two months ago, I began preparing for this particular sermon. It's been on a list of issues that I wanted to cover and that I thought we needed to talk about as a body and as the church in general. Um, and that issue is the issue of immigration. Um, many of you, after this last week, are going, oh, wow, you've been preparing. Yeah, so I was like, wow, I've been preparing to preach on this, this particular Sunday, and then all that has happened in um, the last week has put this back on um, the table for discussion and debate. And so I think it's fitting. I don't think it's coincidence. I think it is God's sovereign plan that we're going to talk about this this morning, and we're going to discuss this issue um, the topic of immigration, specifically illegal immigration, is a sensitive issue, and I recognize that. Many of you in this room may know someone here who is undocumented. Um, many of you, some of you may be related to someone here uh, in, in this town or in the country who is here um, undocumented. So uh, I, I know this is a sensitive issue, and I want to approach it as such. We want to approach it in a loving and compassionate way, but this is an issue that the people of God must be able to speak to um, not as Republicans or Democrats, but as the people of God. And in a way um, that is gospel-centered and, um, and people-focused. All right? And so, so we're going we're gonna to dive in. Russell Moore, the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, says, says this, The Christian response to immigrant communities in the United States cannot be, You kids get off my lawn in Spanish. He goes on to write, while evangelicals, like other Americans, might disagree on the political specifics of achieving a just and compassionate immigration policy, our rhetoric must be informed by more than politics, but instead it must be informed by gospel and mission. Our talk on this issue must be informed not by Fox News, not by MSNBC, not by the Speaker of the House or the President of the United States. Our speaking to this issue must be informed by God and the Scriptures. That is our authority. And so this morning I want to approach this topic beginning in Luke 
chapter 10. We're going we're gonna to begin in verse 25, and you may see where I'm going with this. But I think we need to lay the foundation first and foremost with this um, parable that Jesus gives about who is our neighbor. This is the question the lawyer poses to him. Beginning in verse 25 of Luke 10. Behold, a lawyer stood up to put him, Jesus, to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, Well, what is written in the law? How do you read it? The man answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, still wanting to catch Jesus in a trap, said, And who is my neighbor? So Jesus replies with this story. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him, beat him, departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. When he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him. Whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? The man answered, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. So here we have this lawyer who is a Jew, very smart Jew, has studied the law, asking Jesus, trying to trap him, how do we inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, you've read the, the law and the commandments. What do they say? And he said, love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, that's right. And then the guy is not satisfied. He's like, I still want to trap him. Who, who's my neighbor? So let's pick this apart. I want, I want to figure out who's my neighbor. Who are you saying that I have to love as myself? My Jewish brothers? Because I'm doing that. But who is my neighbor? Jesus. So Jesus tells this story. Tells the story of a man who was traveling down from Jerusalem, which was up on a mountain. So no matter where you left Jerusalem from, you were going down out of Jerusalem. He was headed to Jericho. And, and on these mountain roads, there were rocks. And often people would hide in these rocks. And these were lonely roads. They're kind of deserted. And these guys would jump out on the road, beat people, take all their stuff, and then wait some more for somebody else to pass along. This is a story that Jesus is using. Don't take this as these are actual happenings. This is not something that actually took place. It's a story that Jesus is telling to make a point. Okay? So, people can get bogged down in, well, who's the Levite? Why didn't he stop? Well, he's... he's uh, He's a Levite. He has certain rules. He can't touch dead things. The high priest, the same way. He can't touch dead things. Like, all these different excuses they make up. Well, we don't know that, that that's the reason. And Jesus is making this story up so he could have told us 
anything he wanted to about these people. He doesn't tell us those things. What he does say is a Samaritan comes down the road. There's something significant about the Samaritan that's traveling down this road. See, the Jews and the Samaritans didn't exactly have a friendly relationship. The Jews saw them as half-breeds, almost less than human. They wouldn't have any dealings with Samaritan people. They would go out of their way to avoid the town of Samaria. When, when the Jews were traveling, they would go a longer route by quite a bit to stay away from these people. So Jesus interjects this Samaritan in the story for a reason. And he says the Samaritan comes along and sees this man and picks him up, takes care of him. And then he asks, who do you think was this man's neighbor? And as much as it pains this Jewish lawyer to say it, he must say the one who had compassion. The one who had compassion on him. And Jesus said, you're correct. Go and do likewise. Essentially what Jesus is saying here is that our neighbors are not just those that we like. Not those who we would choose to love on our own. Our neighbors are not just those who live next door to us, who go to church with us, who work with us, or simply those who live in our community. Our neighbor is every man, woman, boy, and girl in the United States, Canada, Mexico, China, Libya, Iraq, and every other nation on the face of the earth. And we are called by the gospel to love our neighbor as ourselves. In this statement, Jesus is saying, your neighbor is everyone. And sometimes, your neighbor might be the person that you like the least. As was the case with this Jewish man. See, the gospel's not easy. The fact that you must love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself is not an easy command to fulfill. And in the flesh, we cannot fulfill this command. That's why it's the greatest commandment. You have to have the power of the Holy Spirit in you to live out this command. To love your neighbor as yourself. So we must first answer this question, who is our neighbor? Every person on the face of the earth and we are called to love them as we love ourselves the gospel sees no ethnicity and it sees no nationality galatians 3 27 and 28 say for as many of you as were baptized into christ have put on christ there is neither jew nor greek there is neither slave nor free there is no male or female for you are all one in christ Jesus. The gospel breaks down every barrier that humanity wants to put up. It sees no dividing lines. If you are in Christ, you are one in Christ. There is no Jew or Greek. There is no American or Mexican. There is no Canadian or Chinaman. There is one. 